This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb says there's still unanswered questions about the labeling and regulation of cultured meat. Speaking at a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee hearing today, Gottlieb said issues like disclosing production processes on labels are yet to be determined. Those issues are yet to be worked out, but ultimately um, USDA is going to have purview over how this gets graded and how it gets positioned relative to meat so that, that there is consistency across that USDA process. USDA and FDA are set to jointly regulate the technology, but a joint framework is still undergoing implementation. Interior Secretary nominee David Bernhardt had his confirmation hearing today, and it doesn't look like Oregon Democrat Ron Wyden plans to offer his support. You asked to come to my office to tell me your ethics are unimpeachable, but these brand new documents I just saw make you sound like just another corrupt official. Why would you come to my office to lie to me about your ethics. Wyden cited media reports and interior documents saying Bernhardt had blocked the release of a report detailing the effects of pesticides on certain endangered species. Bernhardt defended himself against the accusation, saying it was done by the books. If you read those documents, you'll see that, I mean, not the documents, but even in that article, the Fish and Wildlife Service employee that's quoted there says everything was perfectly appropriate. And let me, let me tell you what the challenge is when I get a document. I make decisions based on exactly the same standards on every single thing that comes to my desk. The process to update the federal government's dietary guidelines officially began today. The Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee was convened and sworn in at a public hearing today at the Department of Agriculture's Washington headquarters. The committee's scientific mandate was a central theme of the dialogue. Committee Chair and UC Davis Professor Emeritus Barbara Schneeman said the committee needed to stay within the boundaries of science. The evaluation of the available science is central to our task, and whenever possible, we will make conclusions and recommendations based on that evaluation. Um, th this central task will rely both on the expertise of the committee members as well as the support of the staff to make sure we're re reviewing the relevant data and studies to answer the questions that are in the topics and questions. USDA's Brandon Lips took a direct approach to the committee's mandate. It's imperative that our process be transparent and that it be evidence-based. We must ensure that what we put into the guidelines is grounded in the latest science, not the latest study to hit the headlines. The latest science across studies, over time, and of high quality. The committee is charged with drafting a recommendation report to submit to the Secretaries of Agriculture and Health and Human Services. The committee is to have their report to the administration by next May, and USDA and HHS hope to have final guidelines published by December 2020. The leader of the U.S. Forest Service says expanded authority should help the agency. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Counties and tribes show an increased interest in forming agreements with the U.S. Forest Service through the Good Neighbor Authority. GNA allows the Forest Service to form agreements with state forestry agencies to manage forests to keep them healthy and productive. 
U.S. Forest Service Chief Vicki Christensen was pleased to see GNA expanded in the 2018 Farm Bill. We already have the uh, templates uh, of going to work with a, what an uh, agreement for uh, working with county and tribe would look like, and we're doing uh, interchange with them because, you know, it, we're going to work it out of what meets their local needs. So we're ready to get to work and taking several calls already from county and tribes. Christensen testified on GNA and other programs before a House Appropriations Subcommittee hearing earlier today. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, the Environmental Protection Agency authorized another small refinery exemption from the renewable fuel standard. No information is available on the company who received the waiver. The approval means under the Trump administration, the EPA has granted 54 of the 57 requests it received for the 2016 and 2017 RFS compliance years. Two remain pending. One was declared ineligible or withdrawn. 39 applications are pending for the 2018 compliance year. That's all for today's Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.